Welcome to the Kingdom Convos podcast. This is your host, Diane Wong, and I believe that the best story to share is your story. Featuring church and industry leaders, practitioners, and other guest speakers, our goal is to make conversation on God's kingdom through storytelling. I pray that these conversations would ripple out into your local communities, organizations, and beyond. Welcome back to season three of the Kingdom Convos podcast. In this season, we are talking about racism, diversity, and what the church has to do with it. And today I am actually doing my very first solo episode. I am going to be talking about my personal confession and my reflection um, around the topic of racism. And I think that doing this individually for everyone is super important. We always have to reflect on our own biases, our own prejudice, and the ways that we have been racist in our own lives. And, you know, I used to kind of take racism, the term, as something offensive or something that um, just was something to be really ashamed of. And um, in some ways, that feeling is kind of valid, but um, another part of it is that racism is just so ingrained in all of us. We all have prejudice and no one is born racist, but we're definitely taught and conditioned to um, favor some people over others. Um, sometimes it's not race for some people, maybe it's socioeconomic, maybe it's gender, but today I am going to be focusing on just how I have um, been racist in the past and how I have received um, racism as well. So um, yeah, I am ready to go. Just had some buttered chicken. Forgive me if I sound out of breath. I just got into a car accident on Thursday last week, so my body is still healing up, but I wanted to do the solo episode. So I am not planning on editing this episode either. I want it to be super raw. I want it to be a time where I get to reflect on um, my own life and my own heart. So if you get anything from this episode, I just want to really encourage anyone listening to do this in your own time, in your own quiet space. Um, Bring the Lord into this conversation and just really ask him, like, Lord, like, where have I been racist? Where have I treated people not in the image of God? And how can I love your um, children better? These are just really important questions, and I believe that Jesus would be passionate about this topic. Um, I certainly am. So, yeah, let's go. Let's get right into this. What is my story with racism? I talked a little bit about this in the episode with Josephine Wang. You can check that out if you would like to. But I experienced racism from a very young age at school and with my parents. Um, racism was definitely something that I felt. Um, I remember at school, people would make fun of the food that I ate all the time. Um, They would say that it smelled weird um, and started making fun of me of it. So I asked my mom to start packing sandwiches and stuff that is more quote unquote normal for me to eat at school. And I just remember growing up seeing my parents um, experiencing racism where 
people would just assume that they don't speak English and treat them badly because of it. Um, and then I would always just remember myself feeling angry and defensive, but not really knowing how to stand up for them. So racism was something that I definitely experienced from a very young age. And when you're experiencing racism at such a young age, that really interrupts your development and your view of yourself, your perception. And as I began to process the racism that I was experiencing, I began to develop this racism towards um, Asian people where I would feel like um, being whitewashed was a good thing, that um, white people were superior to Asian people, that if I was born white, I would um, not experience so much bullying. And I just began to want to become white. And to this day, I am still working through things in my heart where um, when I take photos, I'll ask people if I look too Asian or um, I'll still feel insecure about speaking my second language, Chinese, around people who don't speak the same language. And, you know, like it's a, it's a journey, um, healing from things that you were told as a child that wasn't acceptable. But um, in the larger picture, I began to become racist towards Asian people, and I began to see them as burdens, as people that weren't as lovable, as valuable, as important. I began to make a lot of white friends and um, just reject Asians in my life. And to this day, I still um, can feel a little bit weird around Asian people, just because it brings up feelings that I have in my own heart, not because of who they are, but just I'm still working through certain um, beliefs that I started to take on as a kid. Um, but that's a journey, and I'm allowing myself some room for grace to um, sit with those feelings. So racism, as an Asian person, I definitely experienced but also growing up, I think that a lot of Asian people um, don't have the, they can be racist towards black people. And I remember growing up, um, there were important voices in my life that told me to stay away from black people because they were dangerous, um, to stay away because um, they could be gang members or they could be violent and that I just wouldn't be safe around them. And that's kind of the beliefs around the black community um, that I had growing up. And this comes from the people who taught me this. They experienced um, one or two bad instances with someone who was black and made the generalization and um, became racist in that way. And that's why I have compassion for people who develop racist ideas, but it's not acceptable. And it's always something that we need to be working on and being just be aware of. But I was taught that as a kid. So growing up, I just had that belief. And still to this day, sometimes I feel like there could be that bias in my heart and I'm working actively against that. But that's just the reality of it and it's just sad to say but it's my reality and um 
I hope that like no one gets offended at that. That's just my personal confession. And um, I do just, I am sorry for every time I have been racist to anyone who is black and um, continued to be racist in any way that I am. Um, I just apologize and that's just the humanity in me. That's the sin in me that I'm actively fighting against and I'm actively um, trying to be someone who is anti-racist. And that starts with awareness, which is why um, I feel like having these conversations with yourself is really important. So how has racism affected me emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically? I think physically, let's start with that one. I, I hated how I looked growing up. Um, physically, I never got bullied for it and like never was like physically in danger because of my race. But physically, I began to see myself as ugly and I wanted to look more white. Um, I remember I used to do my makeup in a way that would make my eyes look bigger and um, I used to dye my hair blonde and I would dress like a white person and I would get eyelash extensions because I thought um, that's what beauty was. Um, and I've struggled with my physical appearance for a very long time, just understanding what is beauty. And when I met Jesus, he began to challenge me in this sense where um, I had to embrace the Imago Dei in myself. Um, I began doing it pretty well. Um, there's always room for growth, but um, I began embracing the Imago Dei in other people. And that's when I finally became someone who was actively anti-racist, but, oh my gosh, like embracing the Imago Dei in yourself um, is so hard, but not doing so is also so violating to who God has created you to be. And, um, and man, I, I just think it's so important for all of us to really embrace the Imago Dei in us and in other people. But emotionally, I kind of touched on this already, but I began to have a hardened heart towards um, anyone who wasn't white. That's just kind of what I knew. Being white was cool. Being white was um, kind of the desire of my heart. And um, emotionally, like that really affects you when you're not white, because then you're trying to change what you can't change. And that can be hurtful to yourself in so many ways and um, hurtful to other people who you don't see as beautiful because they're not white. Mentally, I kind of already touched on this earlier, but um, I began to take on these beliefs and ideas um, that were so deeply rooted in my heart that one race was better than the other. And it's so twisted. It's so... Um, far from the gospel. It's so far from um, what the Bible describes us as. And um, when I became Christian, like that was something that was really mentally challenging for me because I hadn't even been aware of the biases and prejudice in myself until um, the space was created for that. So yeah, and on a lot of different levels, racism really affected me. And so my experience with racism began to impact how I treated other people. I, um, like I said before, I would avoid Asian people. I, 
think that at some point I even made fun of the Asian culture. Um, and when you're so insecure in who you are, um, it kind of makes you a bully to other people because you're projecting your insecurity onto them. So I just became so mean and pretty racist. And, you know, like we all have to question ourselves, like how have I been racist and not be so defensive when, um, when conversations like this um, show up in our lives, we need to really take the time when um, we're um, just in the right mind, mind and headspace to really ask ourselves these hard-hitting questions that might um, that might be hurtful, that might open your eyes to a part of yourself that you didn't know existed. But how have I been racist? I've definitely I have not like actively like physically hurt or verbally um, hurt anyone in a racist way, but I think a lot of it was just in my heart. And to me, that is still not okay. It's not okay to even be racist in your own heart. Like that's still um, sinful. And I have been racist because I have um, once prioritized and glamorized and made white people just like the royalty of the world and made every other race um, just small and voiceless in my life. And I have been super racist in that sense. And when I became more confident in who I am when I accepted Jesus in 2015, man, like... Jesus just challenged me on so, 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 so many different things, but um, how I treated others and how I viewed myself really was one of the biggest things. And when I became more confident in who I am as an Asian person and just fully embracing the Imago Day in myself, I was able to do that with other people. And that's why it's so important to take the time to reflect I love what my professor once said to me. She said that you can't take people places you've never been. And if you've never gone through the healing process yourself, you can't do that for other people. So how did my journey towards healing lead to my passion for racial reconciliation? Like I said, when, you've, um, when you're on the other side of the tunnel, you have to just turn around and help everyone else through. I, in my opinion, like, your healing is never for yourself. Your healing is for um, the sake of other people, for the sake of their healing. And um, when I began to see the racism in my own heart, I was angry, first of all, that this was taught to me. But um, if anything, like my heart was broken for those who were hurting because of racism and um, for those who are racist and don't even know it. So I began to... Um, really take on this journey um, as my responsibility. I took it on as something that I needed to be um, take ownership of, not someone else's responsibility, but my own. Um, because we all have influence in our own circles. We all have our own prejudice. So it's important to be having conversations around racism in your own communities. But when I when I was on the other side of the tunnel and when I finally like processed all of what I went through as a child, um, I began to 
just really press into racial reconciliation, not very publicly, honestly, this is probably the most public thing I've done, but um, just in my own life, having conversations with people um, just about the racism in their own heart and um, the racism that they have experienced, just being a listening ear and learning from everyone. So if you're listening to this podcast, what are some first steps to take towards loving yourself for who God has created you to be? And that is so important. It is so important to learn how to do this, Um, not even only because of racism, but um, when you're able to embrace yourself, I feel like that's when you really truly push into who you have been called to be and fully live out the mandate and the calling of your life. So the very first step, I feel like a lot of my listeners are already believers, but um, what does the word say about you? You have to compare what the word says and what the world has says has said about you and then compare the two and really like, just like wrap your mind around um, the difference and, just like try to learn every day um, the truth and the word of God and really just apply that into your own life. And that can look like sticky notes on your mirrors just as a reminder of who you are or asking friends to um, really be intentional about speaking that truth over your life. Whatever it looks like, um, there's creative ways to do it, but get into the word and speak that truth over yourself. And then another part of loving yourself is Um, allowing the space for yourself to feel. And I feel like in our generation, we're so fast-paced and so goal-oriented that we don't often take time for ourselves and our own mental health. And in order to love yourself well, I think, yeah, number one, like self-care is so important, but also just give yourself the time and the space to um, process. And if that looks like counseling, great. That looks like just talking to a friend that you really trust. Great. I've done both and both are equally, well, not maybe equally. There is something unique about professional help, but both are equally valuable, I guess, in my life. And I said this in another podcast, but it's funny that like, you know, like as I just process through this question, like how, how can you start loving yourself The thing with racism is that, yes, you need to love yourself in order to love other people, but it's not about us to begin with. Um, A lot of times um, we take on the hurts and um, the ways people have hurt us and make things about ourselves when we really have been racist towards other people too, and there's people mourning and we completely miss that. And I just want to make it clear that loving yourself is so important, but don't make it about you at the end of the day, because it's not. Um, The gospel asks us to be selfless and to constantly give of ourselves to other people. And oftentimes we get so caught up in our own hurt and our own um, history with others that we miss the point. But of course, like learning to love yourself and taking the time to heal is helpful. So I guess how can I encourage someone who is wrestling with their own race and identity right now? And, you know, like, I feel like I've really driven this point home in this podcast, but man, like the Imago Dei in you is so special. I don't know who needs to hear this, but whatever 
gender, whatever um, color, whatever race, whatever ethnicity you are, you have the Imago Day in you and it is beautiful and it's unique and you don't need to be ashamed of it. And people may have told you before in your life to be ashamed of it, but you don't. And I know that it's not um, easy like that. It's not just you stop believing that you're um, not beautiful because of your skin color, but um, really just lean into that process. And um, I encourage you to talk to someone um, talk to a friend, a trusted friend, a trusted leader, mentor, or counselor that you can really process these things with and just know that your feelings are very valid and they're not coming from nowhere. Um, if you're feeling like someone has been racist to you, your gut feeling is usually right. And, um, just, I guess, the biggest thing I really want to push for is like, don't repress those feelings. Don't repress racism because I think I've done that for a very long time. And that only created some deep rooted beliefs that I really had to uproot. And sometimes that is super hard to do and um, can take a very long time. So um, yeah, I, I think to wrap up this podcast, I just want to encourage everyone who is listening, like, this is just my personal journey. This is my personal confession and my reflection. And um, all of us need to be doing this in our own lives in order for us to be people who um, bring racial reconciliation into the world. And I think that we do need to lament um, the ways we've been racist um, and the ways that people have been racist to us. And um, from the bottom of my heart, like. I mean, Lord, I just repent of all the ways that I've been racist and still am racist today. And Lord, just keep um, opening my eyes, keep working in my heart and keep showing me the, um, the sin in my heart that doesn't belong. And Lord, would you remove those things and help me love your people well? And I think that is just my prayer. And that's my prayer for anyone listening to this podcast that we would be so humble um, and selfless and just um, submitted to the Lord that we can be open and honest with him um, and not be quick to defend, not be quick to um, judge one another, but be like so humble enough to put our own pride aside and to just walk with people and learn from one another. And I think something that I'm just learning now is that we're all just walking each other home. Um, no one is perfect. We all have sin in our lives, but we can always do better. Um, and we can always help one another walk each other home towards heaven, towards our father, towards what we've been called to do. So that is the podcast today. Um, I hope that, um, my vulnerability will open doors to people being vulnerable in their own circles. And I really do pray that um, whoever is listening to this podcast right now, that um, the Lord would just surround you with um, a community that you can trust and talk about these things with. But yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. This was my personal confession and reflection. 
Thank you for tuning into this episode of Kingdom Convos. If you liked our conversation, don't forget to subscribe for similar episodes. You can connect with me by following my social media, and you can find that in the details. Remember that your story is the best story to tell, and use every opportunity today to share yours. Thanks for listening.